<laughs> I had stuff on here because I wrote down a bunch of like baby stories, and I won't go through them all today. I'll save some. But uh, that's called sleep deprivation. Is your memory being really bad? Yeah, well, that's what it is. Like, okay, I'm going to write this down, mm-hmm. and I it's like, oh, okay. Well, first I'll clean the bottle, or mm-hmm. I'll do this, or I'll do that, and then it's like shit what the hell was i gonna write it down and it's like okay the next day is oh it was this okay i gotta i gotta write it down where's my phone okay i found my oh i forgot it again <laughs> oh you're recording right now so everybody can hear my nom you're, nom you're chewing yeah i'm sure that's gonna be an amazing audio experience for anybody I will wow is, what's that called uh a a s asmr yeah <laughs> nothing like sexy like so is it is asmr exclusively like a sex thing no like a fetish thing no it's just sound it's supposed to be it? like relaxing stuff but i can think of anything less relaxing than the guy chewing his popcorn really loudly yeah you're not gonna get much uh <laughs> mini purchases on this one i don't know Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Lehman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Good, man. Another Friday. Feeling free? Feeling free? I gotta tell you. Okay. I feel at an insane, insane disadvantage at the moment. Oh, why is that? This is very odd, because we're recording at your place. And this isn't the first time that we've recorded at your place. And and you got a nice setup here. I got to say, I, I don't really notice, as the guy who edits the episodes, there's not really a sound difference too bad between the two, you know, unless we really pointed out, like I said, that we're recording at your place or we're recording at my place. You wouldn't really know. No, not really. Not really. But this week, I forgot my headphones, the headphones that we record the show with. And I'm using... This crap pair of headphones that you pulled out of a beer box? Let me tell you, it's an authentic Molson Canadian free set of headphones. Yeah, these are the worst headphones I've ever used in my life. And literally, as I started to read the intro to the show, the audio cut out entirely. I don't know how I managed to make it through a sentence without... Is it back, though, now? It is back, because while we were talking, you adjusted the cord, and apparently moving the cord Uh, like an inch or so (laughs) turned the audio back Now, do you have both ears? I I sort of do, but it might just be the echo of the room. Now you know how I feel (laughs) when we're recording at your house. This is how you feel every time. Always with the one ear, yeah. Uh, See, I need the, the head phones that super like take everything over now yeah. so now here's the part you know that probably upset you a little bit is i have a really really good pair of headphones upstairs in the office oh of course but i've got them kind of wired into my desk and i don't really want to take them out <laughs> that's okay that's okay <laughs> i'm looking actually it's one of those ones where you can plug well it's kind of like your beats where you can plug yeah. the cable into the side yeah and they stay as blue so i'm looking yeah. at well maybe i should just get another cable for down here and i'll just you know, poured it up into the <laughs> stairs and we need it. Yeah, yeah. So today I know how you feel whenever you're like, oh, the audio cut out. Yes, that's right. So now, okay, now I know how it feels. Yeah, it's it's like when you wear like those, uh, what's like the sympathy outfits when oh. your wife is pregnant? <laughs> These are my sympathy <laughs> yeah, headphones? Yeah, this is the same thing. It's uh, like now you know how I struggle. But the funny know? thing is, is the headphones that you wear at my place, they're not some piece of crap <laughs> headphones that I got out of the back of a beer case. Yeah. They're they're like $300 like Sony professional well, grade if I headphones had, that I if inherited I had, from my I old radio If I had known, job. Mike, I would have made the effort and brought down my uh, my other ones. My well, that's AKG okay. One. It's okay. So, it's on me for forgetting my own headphones. Time. Next time, though. Next time, Next I will time. I'll definitely not forget if this is what's waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how's things been with Ben? Oh, good. He's been good. Has he been listening to terrible headphones? Uh, he has not. <laughs> but you remember how, like, way, way back, we always said that the podcast makes him really calm down yeah still holds true oh that's good still holds true we were listening to it the other night and he was completely focused on the like the phone Mm -hmm. and i was like oh maybe it's just like this weird you know just he just happens to be looking that way and i just moved the phone around Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. nope kept following it he's like i want to know what uncle mike's doing (laughs) yeah Yeah, well i mean eventually i'll be uncle mike i'm here so often yeah when you're over at our place so often that you're gonna be uncle chris and well that's right you gotta make it we only have one brother right you gotta expand out that uncle that's true that is uncle platform a little bit exactly but i mean also at the same time our wives are doing so many things together with our kids 
how could we not see each other so much? Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of which, they had that Mother Goose. Well, we officially it's, called it the Mother Goose program. It is now. the Mother Goose program level one. I know this. Oh, it, I know it's level one because as we were on our way here, Laura has finally started to listen to the show. Oh, she has. And okay. she's like, I'm going to give you the baby update. And I'm like, what do you mean the baby update? And she's like, well, at the beginning of your show, you tend to talk about what's going on with the baby. So I'm going to give you an accurate update. And I'm like, oh, oh accurate. Because <laughs> you, you don't know what the baby's <laughs> apparently, doing. <laughs> apparently, I'm wrong a lot. So, yes. So it was pointed out to me that is the Mother Goose level one oh, is where they are. Oh, wow. There we go. Yes. And, there was, and he's actually nine months old now. And, you know, you missed all that stuff. Well, yeah. How did I manage that? No. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, actually, as of today, the day we're recording is William's three months. Three months. Nice. That makes him six weeks adjusted. Pretty so, good. Yeah. Pretty and I'm pretty good. sure I'm. that's accurate. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Oh, okay. And also, I was told some facts and figures about the class. Okay. There are, there are 15 mothers and babies is what I was told. Okay. I was also told a bunch of their names, but... Why, why does it Wow, well, we respect privacy here. Of course, of yes. course. I was also told that there is uh, one baby that was too old for the class. Too old? Too old for the class. Oh, this might be the same baby that well, what's I'm the, thinking. What's the story that so you So the know? story that I was told, obviously we weren't there. Yes. You know, we are, we're working and stuff. But, uh, but I was told we would be welcome if we arrive. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm, I was told. I'm excited about that. Yeah, so, so that you're going to book a day off work uh, and Maybe, go? maybe. We'll see. Oh, it was a work from home day. <laughs> but anyway, so the story I was told was that, because um, Henry's in the class as well. Yes. So that both Henry and Ben were sort of sitting on the floor mm-hmm. and there was a, a young baby child who crawled over, like a, a young yes. little girl. This might be the same one. This is the story I was told. Okay, yeah. So crawled <laughs> over and, you know, kind of looked at, at Ben and looked at Henry and then gave, you know, Henry like a, a poke in the face and it yeah. sort of slapped Ben across the face. Yeah. Which apparently was h- hilarious because then Ben just sort of released like the biggest pouty lip and I'm going to cry for a really long time face <laughs> that the whole group kind of reacted to it. Oh, wow. But where it really gets funny is I guess later on in the, the day, because mm-hmm. I think the class is only about an hour. Yes. Later on in the day, the little girl like fell down or tripped or something and started to cry. Oh. And then Ben's reaction was to laugh. <laughs> and it's like, yes, my son's a little sadistic asshole. <laughs> so that baby, that baby is the baby with a one giant eyebrow like Maggie Simpson's. Oh, really? Nemesis. Okay. I didn't I hear just, anything like that. No, no, no. I'm yeah. just saying, I'm just saying that it's your, it's your baby's nemesis. It's Ben's nemesis is this baby. Who, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's, this is the baby I was told about. This is the baby that's too old for the class. And the mother was apparently told that she should not be in this class. There's a different class. I guess level two is where she should be. Yeah. Cause it's only supposed to be for what, like up to four months or something, something like, like that. that. And this kid yeah. is like seven months or something like that. Well, from so, what I understand, she was the only one crawling and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Also, I was also told that she tried to pull the same thing on William and Laura was just kind of like, nope, like that's not happening, <laughs> not happening. Laura said she wasn't upset at the baby. She was upset that the mother didn't do anything to stop the baby from walking around and smacking other babies. Yeah, that's kind of the dog park mentality, right? It's not the dog's fault. It's, it's the, the owner's, owner's fault, fault for, for not, you know, restraining the dog and that kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, it sounds good. You got Ben laughing at things. And hey, William has started to smile. Has he officially? He, he did. As of yesterday, he he smiled at Laura while I was asleep in the middle of the night. Yeah, and then uh, while Laura was out getting her car service today, he smiled for me for the first time. Oh, and is that one of those like big like? I guess not toothy grin, but toothless grins. Well, it was funny because he started. I don't know what hers was. Okay, but she's like, yeah, he smiled. It was it was just for a second, but he smiled, and I'm like, okay. I didn't see it, so yeah. I'm not gonna, dis- you know, I'm not. Do- I don't believe her, kind of a thing. Like, it's, you know, <laughs> well, she is your fact checker. Right? Yes, yes, yes. She so, wouldn't feed you false information. Exactly. So I'm, I, you know, like, okay, that's cool. I didn't see it, so you know, I can't be too excited, I guess. But uh, I mean, I'm excited for her because, right, right. The one day I was watching him when she went to the grocery store, and I, th- I was like, I think I just saw him smile, and she's like, if he smiled, and I wasn't there for it for his first time, I'll be so upset. And then I was like, no, he definitely didn't smile. <laughs> I mean, good, good call. But Mike. the thing good though call. is, is he? I don't know. Like, I don't think he smiled. But like, as soon as she said that, I was like, no, it was definitely not a smile. He farted. It was gas. Right, right. I mean, I don't know either way. He could have smiled, and I barely caught it from the corner of my eye. But either way, he was gassy. So that was the truth. 
Right. He was gassy. So I was like, he's probably just farting and that was his fart face. But while Laura was out today, he was sitting on my lap and he had kind of like an O mouth. And then I just saw the corners of the mouth just go, uh, and I'm like, he's smiling. Isn't that the best feeling? It really was. No matter how awful your day is, they come home and they're like, ah, yeah. Okay. It's all good. It warmed my heart. I was so angry at the world, and then <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, but it was great. I was pretty happy about it. Well, that's so, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, Ben has started to play with uh, more toys, like actually play with toys now, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. You know, I think the last time we were talking about how he's kind of starting to reach for things. Yes. Well, he's sort of mastered that now. So now he's like, you know, likes to play with his block and squeeze it, and generally just try to shove everything into his mouth. I mean, of course, yeah, that's, as you do, as what babies do. That is what babies do. But it was really funny he was playing with one of the aforementioned teethers that Mm -hmm. you know we have so many of and it was really funny because tiff decided oh he's gonna or she's going to show him how the teethers work Mm -hmm. because obviously you know he's putting it in his mouth and everything so tiff decides oh she's gonna put it in in her mouth and she kind of goes like that fake like um nom nom kind of of course of course and all of a sudden ben starts to cry and tiff like jumps back in panic and it's like oh what what just happened? It's like, mm-hmm. I just bit his finger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. So, poor Ben. But oh, what a funny buddy. story, though. Well, you know, speaking of things that mothers do to their kids accidentally, the very first time Laura trimmed William's nails, she snipped off the tip of his finger. Oh, uh, it's okay, and, and she was like, destroyed <laughs> like, like she's like i'm a bad mother and, and and i'm like he's not even crying anymore like don't even worry about yeah, it yeah they get over it pretty quick yeah like he's fine now i just had to hold him for a minute and hold his thumb in the air so he didn't bleed all over yeah. himself because he was bleeding a little bit but but he was fine like he's i don't he doesn't even have a scab anymore is he like um you know just kind of the fingernail topic does he scratch his face up yes he does stuff? he oh, God, does so he's does. got a big scratch on his cheek right now so does benny it looks like sometimes i come home looks like he's been like in fight club yeah the day. like tiff sent some picture of him the other day and i and i, I even wrote on it and i'm like who's he been brawling with because he had this big scratch over his eye yeah oh, street fighting babies actually i got good advice for that so you know it's not just a matter of cutting the nails right you know short but what they also suggested is taking like a nail file or whatever what are they called emery uh, emery boards. boards yeah and you don't you're not doing it like perpendicular to the nail but you kind of do it at like a 45 degree angle to sort of take the the top of the edge of the nail off interesting and that actually stops them like i mean it's not going to stop them from smacking no, themselves no. in the face but it stops sort of that inadvertent scratch mm-hmm. It's like, that's actually a really good idea. We're going to have to give that a shot. So Yeah. I'll let I, you know how it works. Well, I know Laura did try because she's got like a fancy nail file. She's got this glass nail file. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I mean, it's all her. She can nail file to her, her you know, her, her most, her utmost delight. Right. Because I don't know what it is about nail files, but I can't do it. Like, even when it's like, oh, you got to take care of your own nails. No. Can't do it. I hate it. I can't. It makes like, I liken the feeling to getting my nails filed to, you know when you take a popsicle stick and you scrape it on your teeth and you get that weird sensation in yeah, your mouth? Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel when some, when, I, when my nails are being filed. I, I am 100% with you on that yeah. one. It, 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 it's like a nails on the chalkboard, literally. Yeah. Like, that's what it feels yeah. like Laura, to me. Laura asked me when we got married, she's like, I want you to get a manicure because I want you to have nice nails for the wedding but they're going to have to file them. And I was just like, I will do this because I love you. <laughs> we're not but getting I am, married. I'm sorry. I am yeah. going to be so upset. And we're just like sitting there in like this Chinese parlor and they're like doing my nails. And I'm just like, mm, the whole time. <laughs> just like deal with it. Like yeah. Laura's like, oh, I'm so relaxed. And I look like someone is like peeling my fingernails off. <laughs> versus, right. Okay. Yeah. Versus filing them down. Yeah. Not a, not something I was a fan of. Not something I was well. a fan of. But you know what? What you are a fan of. I was, no, I was going to oh. say someone is a fan of this podcast and they wrote in to the dads at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com because we made fun of them on the show last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's how we're going to get future right. That's right. So let's start making fun of people and they'll start writing into the show. But uh, Nikolai, who I mentioned, had told me that he had some criticisms of some things that we said on, on a previous show. And then I told him, right into the show, we'll address it on the show. He didn't. I pulled up his notes, Made fun, we made fun of them, and he heard this and was like, oh, 
I will write you an email. And, and boy, did he write us an email. <laughs> yes, it's quite long. <laughs> he, he told me it was long, and I did not expect it to be as long as it was. It's an essay. It, it is. Genuinely an essay. It is. And it is, of like, there are great points in it. There's a link. <laughs> I don't know how we were supposed to address the link yeah. in, in a letter, but, I mean, I guess, <laughs> whatever. But... <laughs> he messaged me and he's like, did you read it yet? And I said, no, I'm just going to go into it blind and read it on the show. And he's like, don't do that. Please edit me. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's pretty long. And then you showed it to me and yeah. it's long. So since a lot of the stuff that he's talking, talked about in it is stuff we, we, we did address. It's stuff last week. It's the stuff about the x-men number one and yeah no, and, the values of the comic books and, and shang chi number yeah. and, and shang shang chi being like a worthless character or not basically his point is that shang chi is better than hawkeye and that there's like that, that's what this is where the link came in there was like an article about why shang chi is great it's a long email so we're going to do something that we've never done before on the show because this is the first time that we've had to do something like this because we have an email that's so long is it's going to be a bonus feature for everybody we're going to put it at the end of the show, and you can listen to the full letter there, but <laughs> otherwise we have show to get to. <laughs> That's right. So if you notice that the show isn't 45 minutes and more like 55 minutes, yes. <laughs> you know it, why. It's the, yeah. it's the letter after the, the credits. So... That's where we will address Nikolai's letter, and maybe next week we'll get an even longer email from Nikolai <laughs> about why didn't we read his letter in the letter section of the show. Yeah, and, and this is going to be an enduring process. Yeah, for it, sure. there'll yeah. be after credit scenes for forever. But but speaking of after credit scenes, that's something that that pop up in a lot of movies that we're a big big fan of. Yes, a lot of the Marvel movies and and even other comic book movies and hell everything that's like a cinematic universe. The last Godzilla movie has a, like a post credit scene after it. Well, King Kong does stuff like that, and that got me thinking. Well, not me thinking specifically, but things like the Marvel movies had us talking about things coming out this year, like we were talking about Avengers Endgame and, and things like that. And and I thought of something that we should talk about this week is 2019 is here. There's a lot of things coming down the pipeline, and I'm excited for a lot of it, and I know you're excited for a lot of it, and we have kids, and we're probably going to miss it all. Uh, well, I, would, I wouldn't say, <laughs> I would say all. all. We're not going to miss it yes, all. But, but there there are things that we are because of of kids we are going to miss these things so i thought it'd be fun to talk about the things that we are excited about <laughs> that we will probably more than likely miss yes so i figured we could start off with avengers endgame as this is a thing that we will both make a point to not miss no this is a, this is a must see yes this, this is me. a can't miss yeah and and that's because people are stupid and are going to spoil the crap out of this movie within 30 seconds of its release. Well, and it's probably also the movie, well, not probably, it is the movie that I'm looking forward to the absolute most in 2019. Yep. Because I, we had talked about this kind of off the air and the last movie, the first Infinity War movie was amazing. And it's yep. personally, it's my favorite of the entire MCU universe. Mm -hmm. And I watched it again on Netflix, you know, the other day and it was just as good the second time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, you know, the shock value value of the snap and everything was what made it good it was just a genuinely good movie yeah so i i am very excited to see it ben will definitely be going to his grandparents house <laughs> on the day that comes out see that's something that i i mentioned to laura too because i i said things to i said this to her i told her what the topic of the show was going to be and she's like well you know we can go see stars and strollers for these movies right and i'm like yes but not all of the movies I'm excited to see in 2019 will be Stars and Strollers movies. And Avengers Endgame, that, I can see that being a Stars and Strollers sure, movie. Sure, that's going to be huge. Yeah, that's going to be a movie that I'll probably end up... That's probably how we will end up seeing it. But then I said to Laura, I'm like, John Wick 3, that's a movie I'm excited for. Me too. We're not going to go see John Wick 3 at Stars and Strollers, right? <laughs> and And depending on when it comes out... Are you going to be comfortable enough that, you know, that William is going to be staying with grandma and grandpa because Laura doesn't yeah. like to let go of him? Well, it's, so. it's funny. I mean, just to sort of go off topic a little bit, because yeah. I had when when I was talking to Tiff about this topic idea, because you brought yep. it up last night. And it's like, great. I'm going to research this stuff. Yep. And she said to me, it's like, well, 
we can go see most of this stuff or, you know, half of this stuff. We'll just give them to, to my grand or, or my grandparents, my parents yes. or her parents. And we've got a list of friends who are dying to look after him for an evening. Right, right. So it's like, you know what? You know, not that we're abusing anybody's, you know, willingness to watch them. Mm-hmm. But certainly if we pick our top five movies we want to see, we're going to get somebody to take a look at them. Yeah. So I mean, you know, start start convincing Laura, right? Yeah, I'll have to start convincing well, Laura. Well, now, now that she's listening to the podcast. Well, what we should do, <laughs> what we should do is we should figure out what movies overlap yours and mine, and then we can drop both of our kids off with whoever. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we're all going to go see Avengers. Let's all drop off our parents, yeah, our kids with go. your parents, and then done. We'll all go perfect. One day. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, but there's there's a couple there's there is one like it's funny because you're like Avengers is the the, the one that. I want to see more than anything. Yes. As much as I want to see Avengers, there's one movie I want to see above it. Oh, and I know okay. it's not a movie that it's going to be I, a I've, Stars and Strollers. I, I, I've got my list in front of me, so okay. I'm curious to see if it's on my list too. I, I don't know if it is because it's something that I'm super nerdy about that's not everybody is super nerdy about. Oh, okay. It's not. I, I'm, I'm sure you're probably thinking like, oh, he's talking about Star Wars. It's oh, that's not, what I was hoping. Because it's that, not Star Wars. That that's probably tied for first. Star Wars is probably number three for okay. me. All right, and and you'll be surprised. I I, can, I I'm gonna tell you, and yeah. I can feel like you're gonna I, I be hope, like. I hope you're gonna tell. I me. feel like you're gonna be like, <laughs> really. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, that's a big really from me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love Godzilla movies. The, I know. I know. And but I mean this is not something that's been talked about on the show before. There is just something about giant monster movies that really makes me happy. Like I it's not I, I it's not like I look at, you know, a Godzilla movie and I'm like, yes, this is an epic that 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 the the world will remember forever. Like Logan was a fantastic movie. Yes. And it's a superhero movie, quote unquote. But no one is going to talk about a Godzilla movie like they talk about Logan. Like, there's never going to be a Godzilla movie that's like Logan, yeah. you know? There's not a ton of character development with Godzilla. But you know, he's very kind of A to B kind of he's character. He's a big monster that blows things up and they fight. Yes. But I really enjoy those movies. Like, it's just something that makes me happy. And, and I've actually gone back and and some of those movies have aged horribly <laughs> you know like the 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 old like 60s 70s movies but they have their charm to them yeah and i've really liked what they've been doing with the more recent godzilla movies like even the early 2000s japanese godzilla movies when they started to bring in the more modern filmmaking techniques even though they're still a dude in a giant rubber suit they're very well put together movies like i can name off a, a whole bunch of godzilla movies that you would if you watch them you'd be like Oh, this is actually like a decent film. Besides the fact that the you know the main character of this movie is a dude in a rubber suit, right? Yeah, like gets a surprisingly not bad rating. Yes, yeah. like per- perfect example: Godzilla, King Ghidorah, Mothra, giant monsters all at attack. While it has a giant name, it's a really good movie. It's a and and it actually features a lot of the monsters that are going to be in the Godzilla King of the Monsters movie that is that is coming out this year. Uh, it's the first time that they've been used in an American film, and just the the scale of what they're doing with King Ghidorah, it, it just looks. Oh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for this movie, and Laura, not as big of a fan of the Godzilla movies, right? And we've discussed as like I said, this is a thing that I really want to see, and she's like, "Yeah, we'll go see it." And I'm like, but will we? Yeah, I need will a we? I need a written paper contract. I right. feel like because because here's the thing, like this is part of the new legendary monster verse, and that, um, that's a thing. Yeah, the, you not know about the legend? Okay, no. Okay, just give me just a, a thirty seconds. Okay, well, the, there's three movies in the in the monster verse so far. Okay, one of them is the Godzilla movie that had Brian Cranston in it. Right. One of them is the King Kong movie from a couple years ago that had Samuel L. Jackson. In okay, it. yeah. And yeah. then there's this movie. And then this is all building up to another movie in 2021 or something like that. And it's going to be Godzilla versus King Kong. And they're going to bring them to oh, the two okay, of them together. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, there's like 15 other it's, movies. It's not another MCU. No, sort no. Of deal. But, okay. but all of these movies have a continuity to them. And Laura said that she didn't mind the first Godzilla. And she did like King Kong. And I, well, it was Kong Skull Island was actually the name of the movie. Yeah, sure. But and she's like, I'm interested in this movie because there's people in it that she likes. But. 
how interested is she really, you know? So I feel like I'm probably going to end up going to see this either by myself or finding another friend to go with. And Laura's going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to stay home with the baby. You have fun. But yeah, no, that's one of the movies that I'm super excited for in 2019. Uh, Okay. I mean, I know Endgame is a movie we're going to go see. And I know Captain Marvel is a movie we're going to see because when we went and saw Infinity War, while Laura was pregnant with William and they teased Captain Marvel at the end of it, she's like, that is a movie we're going to see. That is a movie. The kid is going to go stay with grandma and grandpa and we're going to go see Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Laura's very excited for Captain Marvel. So do you think that's her number one? I think that is. I think that is hers over over Endgame. And then that brings me into Spider-Man. Yeah. Because I... I'm excited for Spider-Man. The The new trailer for Spider-Man just dropped and it looks fantastic, but I didn't really gauge an interest from level from Laura. I'm like, did you see the trailer? And she's like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, okay, yeah. like, d- does that mean you're not like, d- are you interested in this? I can't, I can't really tell. So I feel like out of the Marvel movies that we know are coming this year, I don't think there's another Marvel movie. There's Captain Marvel Avengers and then Spider-Man. And I, I assume there is not a movie this fall. At least there hasn't been announced. I one. I haven't heard of any. I feel like if there was one this fall, we would know about it. Do already. you do you know is X Men now that it's owned by Disney? Is it? It's not part of the MCU, but no. are they kind of counting it along? Like from it's coming out in the fall, so we're going to count it as like no. an MCU style. From release? what I from what I understand, this movie is the last movie in the Fox universe. Okay, they're just gonna. This is it. Yes. Yeah, okay. And this is a movie that I could stand to miss that it, you know, it's so funny because my list has all the exact same movies minus Godzilla yeah. that we've just, been, <laughs> just been talking so, about. So it will not be you. That I, I will Godzilla. probably not be the friend that you're going with. I'll see Spider-Man with you. Oh, okay. Guys we night go. out. Guys, we'll we're going to relive our old high school days when we were so sad and lonely with and we no went and girlfriends and wives. And we went and saw Tobey Maguire's <laughs> Spider-Man movies. Yeah, that's right. Especially <laughs> the one where he was really sad. What was that? The third the one? The third one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, uh, I am... I'm excited for the new Spider-Man movie yes. for sure. And I, you know, I, I think Tom Holland, I think they finally nailed Peter Parker. Right. You know, cause I, you know, Tobey Maguire was just a little bit too, I don't know, wienery. <laughs> <laughs> it's an official adjective of okay. the show. But you know, he just, you know, he didn't seem like a kind of a tough guy. And I know that Peter Parker is not like this huge brawny, you know, like, Captain America right, style hero. Right. I don't know. He just didn't seem to, seem to fit it. And Andrew Garfield seemed way too cool to be Spider-Man. See, here's the thing that I felt about the two of them is I felt that Andrew Garfield was an amazing Spider-Man. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It was, they were both good movies. I, I yeah. really liked them. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I, I, I know what you mean, but I'm saying as characters, because you're like, Tobey Maguire was so dorky and blah, blah, blah. Tobey Maguire was a fantastic Peter Parker because Peter Parker is super dopey, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and Andrew Garfield was a fantastic Spider-Man because his Spider-Man was very quippy, very jokey, which I liked. And then Tom Holland is the one who's the best of both. Like, he's the best Peter Parker and the best Spider-Man. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. It's like um, I've always said about Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is an amazing Batman and Bruce Wayne. But when you go through the other actors, they're either a good Bruce Wayne or they're a good Batman. Do like, you, sorry. Do you feel the same about Christian Bale? Uh, I don't like Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah. I, I think he does a a very like passable, he, again. He does a great, very like, passable job as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not. He's not exactly what you would imagine. No. Yeah. And like, because like, I I think of Bruce Wayne. I I mean, Bruce Wayne to me is Bruce Wayne from Batman the animated series. Where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just a rich guy. <laughs> yeah, and, very and, cocky. Yeah, yeah, but but not like he's not even super cocky. Like he's just playful and fun. And then, you know, his like obviously, you know, Kevin Conroy, Batman, the animated series, Batman, best Batman ever, because he had the perfect balance of, you know, playful, fun billionaire. And then when he needed to get dark, he got dark. Yeah. You know, and that's what I liked about Michael Keaton as well, is Michael Keaton had that bit of goofiness and like aloofness. And then when he was Batman, he was, he was Batman, sure, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and then everybody else was either one or the other. And so, but yeah, so that's, that's what, how, kind of how I feel about the Spider-Man right, as well. Okay. So I'll tell you one movie that probably is not on your list, right. but is a huge guilty pleasure for me is mm-hmm. Men in Black. 
Okay, I, yeah. I am very much excited. It's probably going to be a Blu-ray watch probably. for me or yeah. a you know Cineplex online or whatever. Yeah. It's definitely a series of movies that I've really loved because they're just, you know, they're, they're stupid movies, but they're still clever and they're fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it also helps that that was Tiff and my first date was to Men in Black 3. I still haven't seen Men in Black 3. It's good. I I own a copy of it. They're all good. You know, (laughs) like they're not any movies that you regret watching. They've gotten a little bit more like kitschier. Right. You know, the further along they've gone. A little campier now. Yeah, but I feel like that's just how all these sort of series go, right? You know, they they amplify, you know, oh, it, it was... It was just kind of a serious movie, but fun, the yeah. first one. And they're like, okay, well, let's and people were like, focus, we like the fun. Let's okay, focus well, more on the let's fun. Let's do more fun. It, make it a little more goofy. Yeah, so yeah. Th- that's definitely, I, I think, of my list here, I've got like nine movies that I really want to see. That is definitely the one that I did not expect you to see. Okay. Uh, I, I'm in, I I would watch it, but I would watch it in the same it, sense of the last Ghostbusters movie, where it was like, okay, I am interested in that, yeah. but it's not something that's on the top of my list. No, you're not going to go find a, a babysitter for William to no. go. Let's talk animated movies okay. for a second. I have two. Okay. Lego Movie 2 yes. and Toy Story 4. I would love to watch both of those. I would love to watch them too. Uh, yeah, but okay. I feel like I feel like I can get away with at least one of those as a Stars and Strollers I movie. Go, I gotta think Toy Story is a... I feel like it's the Toy Story is going to be the one and Lego Movie is not going to be the one. Because it's funny because... I really liked the first Lego movie. It was great. Same with the Batman one. And but that's the thing. Laura, this is this is the this is why it's whether it's going to be a thing that that is done or not is usually the Laura combination. Yeah. Laura wasn't a big fan. Like she liked the first Lego movie. She really liked it. And but then it was like diminishing returns. Like she had no interest in seeing Lego Batman. I saw it and I really liked it. I loved it, yeah. And uh, and I actually I even watched the the Ninjago movie and I didn't think it was that terrible. I didn't see it. I it was all right. I didn't it's mind. Still it. on my list of movies I would like to see. Like, is it on Netflix? I, uh, I no. Don't, I, don't I rented know. it from the Google Play Store. That's probably because what I had I had doing, like yeah. a ninety nine cent rental. They were doing like a ninety nine cent oh, rental perfect thing. Then, yeah. So so yeah, I watched it. I watched it while I was kitten sitting Hudson. Oh, because it was wow. right when we had adopted Hudson. So right. Okay. I, I had to keep an eye on him. So I just sat in a room and watched the Lego Ninjago but, movie while he sat on my. But lap. it looked good. Like it looked like fun. Yeah. You know, not one that you'd watch five hundred times, but yeah. certainly you one that you don't regret seeing the first mm-hmm. time. Yeah, so there's yeah, definitely Lego Movie 2, Toy Story 4. The only thing that I don't like is I thought Toy Story 3 summed up the whole series so well. Yeah, it didn't need a fourth one. Yeah, and so I see the fourth one coming out and I raise the eyebrow. Not that that's going to stop me from seeing it, mm-hmm. but it's like why? You know, why why did we need the fourth iteration? You know, at the same time though, I do trust Pixar because have they released a bad movie? Yeah. Well, Cars 2. Cars 2. <laughs> but even then, it wasn't a bad movie. It was yeah. just slightly less very good mm. <laughs> than the other ones, right? Right. While we're talking about animated movies, okay. I would like to see, but I probably will not see, How to Train Your Dragon 3. I haven't watched the other ones. Oh, so they're I great movies. Comment. They're great movies. But And Laura likes those movies. But the thing is, is they always make her cry. So she doesn't want to watch them in public. Oh, because she doesn't want to cry yes. in public. That's, this is my wife. This is our first date was supposed to be to see the very first How to Train Your Dragon, and she changed it at the last minute to go see Date Night with Tina Fey and Steve Carell because she did not want to cry in front of me on our first date. So that's you know that kind of puts an idea in your head. Like we have every we have the two How to Train Your Dragon movies on Blu-ray, and we have not watched either of them ever again. And it's because just a, I, just I a ask, one and done. I yeah. always ask Laura, I'm like, are you in the mood to, to watch this movie? And she's like, I, I would watch it, but I don't want to cry. So we don't watch them. <laughs> so if I, ever, right. if right. I ever want to watch them again, like, like I remember the trailer came out and I watched the trailer and I was just like, oh, Laura's going to cry at this movie so hard, like so hard. Right. So that, I, I have a feeling that is another one that we're going to be to be skipping yeah i i don't know if there's any other movies that you wanted no, to talk about. we we have exhausted my list I, either than you know we touched on star wars that's you know it's like i said it's between that one and avengers for my my number one i i love star wars and i especially love the newest sort of iteration mm-hmm. 
I found them all to be winners. I really liked episode eight. I, yeah, there's a lot of negative. A lot of people hate. I it. liked it too. It's actually Laura said it's her favorite one. I, I, I. We might have talked about this, or maybe I was talking with somebody else. And you know, I look back on the original series, so four, five, and six. And I remember when I was younger, and you know, I really loved A New Hope, and I really loved. Um, oh my God! How do I? How am I Empire? forgetting this? No, not Empire. Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, I really loved Jedi, but Empire Strikes Back. I hated it. You as hate a kid. Empire? As, oh, a as a kid. As a kid. As a kid. And then I kind of, you know, I, I got out of Star Wars for a little bit and then I rewatched it again. It's like, wow, this movie is far and away the best one. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if the same sort of situation is going to play out with a lot of, with, yeah. with episode eight. Right. You know, that we're all going to kind of take a step back and take a breather and realize, you know what? Yes, it was a little different, but a little different in a good way. Mm-hmm. Right, so. I I feel like there are a lot of people who would disagree with you. Oh, probably. But I mean, they all they all complain about everything. Yeah, like they hated Solo, and you and I had this yeah. discussion too. Yeah, Solo was it the best effort? Probably not. Yeah, but it was, but it was still was, a really I fun and a really fun. good movie. Yeah, yeah like it was well done, and it gave me. You know, it was a lot of cool backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, and I loved Rogue One, and or sorry, yeah, yeah, it was Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One. And again, people, you know, shit all over that one too. And it's like, what do you people want? <laughs> Nothing you know, will make anyone. Yeah. Happy. Well, cause they all complained about episode seven. Mm-hmm. You know, this is turning into a star Wars episode, <laughs> um, but they all complained about episode seven because it was too similar to episode four, mm-hmm. which yeah, it, it was, I mean, you know, it wasn't a shot for shot remake or anything, but it was a very similar yeah. thing. Got to go kill the death star and whatever. And then, so yeah. And then they complained about episode eight cause it's too different. Yeah. And it's like, well, what? You know, yeah. what do you want, yeah. people? You know, pick yeah. pick a side. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I am excited to see the new Star Wars. That will I that will more than likely be another movie. I can I have to go see with a friend because Laura is. Oh, you Laura, can come with me and my dad. Oh, okay, because Tiff La- has no interest. Yeah, Laura is a Laura is a Star uh, Star Trek fan, not a Star Wars fan. So. Boo! But you know what? I, I keep dragging her to these Star Wars movies, and she watches them. And and the newer ones, the newer ones are the ones that she likes. She lo- she didn't mind seven. She thought eight was the best one out of the regular series. Rogue One is her favorite. She had no interest in Solo, so I just watched it yeah. myself. But. Other things that I'm, I thought we would, you know, talk about that I'm looking forward to this year that I'm totally going to miss. Yeah, video games. Video games is a big thing. That I'm always a big fan of. And if the first three months of William's life is anything to go by, I'm not going to have a lot of time to play video games. <laughs> so I, I have, I have to really look at some expectations and be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I can't grab these games that I'm excited for. On the plus side, though, when you do get to grab them, they'll be cheap they'll be as hell. Cheaper. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And it actually, it was funny because one of them I actually logically looked at. I don't know if you saw the announced trailer stuff that happened just the other day for Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, yes, I saw it. So I'm a big fan of. I like the Mortal Kombat. Well, you like fighting games in general, though, don't you? <clears throat> I do like fighting games, but I really like what they've done with the last few Mortal Kombat games. There's a lot of lore in them, and and, and that's what I, I think is so great about those games is like they have this story mode that no other fighting game has where it goes through and it follows like there's cutscenes between the fights that lead into the fights and so it's not just like oh I'm I'm battling so and so in front of this chain link fence it gives you a reason why they're in front of the chain link fence and why they're battling right. stuff like that and, and and I've I've really enjoyed what they've did with Mortal Kombat 9 and what they did with Mortal Kombat X so, and, and then this trailer for the other day, the, they did this big release thing and I'm like, man, this looks great. I'm not going to have any time to play this. I'm going to wait. But it might be one of those games that, that fits in better with the schedule. Well, because right? it, it's short bursts, Well, right? it's just like, here's a fight. The fight lasts, what, two minutes? Right. You know, and then, yes, then you watch the cutscene, I guess. And right. And then off to the next fight, you know, so it's not, you're not having to invest hours at a time. This is true. But what I thought about, and this is where the rational brain came in, is they have been doing the same thing for every game since Mortal Kombat 9. Where they release the game, and then a bunch of DLC comes out, and then they release the game again in a complete package that has all the DLC in it. Right, right. So, and they've did this with Mortal Kombat Nine. They did it with the Injustice fighting game. Mortal Kombat X became Mortal Kombat XL, 
and they added all these stuff and they did it with Injustice 2. So every single one of those games has had a vanilla release, DLC, full version with everything in it. Right. So I think in the case of Mortal Kombat 11, I'm just going to wait for yeah, the everything well, version to come out. But it'll probably come out in like eight months, maybe a year. And then by then, you know, I should have some time to, to put into that game. Who um, Who's the publisher? For- it's uh, WB Games that publishes it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's not EA or anything like no, that? No, okay. nothing like that, no. They haven't... They haven't- grabbed onto it ruined it like, no I no no <laughs> so let me let me get are you done with mortal kombat yeah i'm done with let mortal me kombat. let me just interrupt and, okay, uh, okay no more mortal kombat yeah. get out of here i only have three games on my list okay and i'm going to take a guess mm-hmm. and assume that two of those games are on your list as well okay okay so the first one this is if there's ever a gimme mike this is the gimme mm-hmm. that's going to be last of us two yes a hundred percent hundred percent i mean that's i think you know, this is a different episode entirely. We've kind of made our list of top 10 games we love all, you know, we just our favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. And this is what the first one was, uh, one of the ones that we actually shared. Yes. Because so, there was only like two. There was actually. two. Yeah. And then, so the second one <laughs> is Doom Eternal. It's Doom Eternal. Yeah, so there we go. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we we're friends. Yes, Mike. Yeah. yes. Both of these, I was right there with you on. I was actually going to bring up Doom, Doom Eternal first because there is like kind of a, a designated time frame for when that's coming out i think actually maybe not maybe uh, not. i think i think they both uh, just know they're both coming out this year well i think i think doom is slated for summer yeah. i want to say it's summer because that's when the last one came out was in the summer too yeah i, I honestly don't remember yeah it was 2016 i, I don't oh, remember they, what yeah. happened last week <laughs> <laughs> but last of us two I'm definitely I, insanely excited for this. I am too. so excited. Well, when did the first one come out? Like, 2013. I was going to say, it was either 2013. 2013 or 2014. So 2013. Like, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. But man, that's another game that just holds up. I I, I bought the remastered one over, yep. over the holidays, yep. and I've beaten it, you know, already and played all the little the DLC stuff, or I guess the yeah, expansion, the, the expansion or, pack thing. Which yeah. I had never played before. Oh, and they, yeah, were, okay. they were just as good. Man, it, it's a game, again, it holds up so well. So mm-hmm. I can hardly wait to see what they're going to do because they haven't really released much. Yeah. Like, I think there's that one sort of three or four minute. Not it's not even a it's a, yeah there's there's like, like a, a game we'll, we'll call it a trailer yeah just yeah. a gameplay trailer there's there's been a trailer where it's her playing the guitar and there's been a trailer where it doesn't focus on her at all for this is Ellie yeah and then they did a trailer where it was actually a her doing stuff like it was a gameplay trailer yeah but that's all they've shown but I mean that's the first one again was one of those games that far and away was one of the very few real story driven games. Where like I would go to work and think about and be, it and think about it. It's yeah. like, Jesus, what's going to happen next? No, and, and not not think about it. And like I just really want to go home and play some more Rocket League because it's a lot of fun. Like yeah. just, you know, what's going to happen? Like what you know, what if she does this or what if what if Joel does that? Like yeah, man, that's just crazy. Like and you just you stew about it. Like I haven't. There's so few games for me like mm-hmm. that that have really got me thinking in that way. So I'm super excited. Last of Us makes me anxious. Yeah, it makes yes. me anxious every time I play that game. I have this feeling of anxiety the over my body the entire time, and I've actually recently was playing it again too, and I still feel the same way. Like I, it's I don't know what it is, but there's this energy that I get playing it, that game. It's just the it's atmosphere. Just, like the atmosphere ooh. in the game is so good. I, yeah. I like to even amp it up and like turn off all the lights in the room and yeah. try to play it later at night. And yeah, man, it was it's so good. Mm-hmm. And and then I guess on that also, Doom Eternal was a game that we both really enjoyed. Like as as just a pure yeah Doom twenty sixteen yeah sorry yeah Doom Doom twenty sixteen that game was so fun. Like I enjoyed like it is the most fun I've had in a first person shooter in decades forever decades absolutely one hundred percent agree. And first person shooters are probably my favorite game type. Yeah. And it was just mindless. And yeah. even the developers were just like, story? Fuck it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, a lot of the games now try to sort of emulate that Half-Life feeling, right? Where yeah. it's like this big opening credits and you don't actually play the game for 10 minutes. Doom 2016 was literally, oh, here's a gun. 
Oh, there's aliens. Yeah. Go get them. Go, you get, know, them, go yeah. get them, slugger. It's like, yeah, go kill demons. <laughs> like they've li- There's literally a bit at the beginning of the game where like story is being told to you and the guy grabs it and throws it away. Yeah. He's just like, get out of here. I got demons to kill. Did you ever see that no clip yes, documentary? The no clip documentary is fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. I, anyone doesn't know no clip is a YouTube channel yeah and they do just video game documentaries and the one of their very first ones was doom and the interview with the the head writer i yeah. guess was hilarious that guy was fantastic yeah just him talking about like all of the things that they wanted to show like oh it was fantastic. yeah and then they decided you know what no this just betrays the spirit of the game yeah. and, but yeah what is what a surprise sleeper hit and i mean everybody knows doom yeah and you know how can you consider it a sleeper but yeah i don't know it was just so refreshing it was so it, yeah, fun and it's another one i've played four or five times you and know? i think it was because doom 3 was such a different animal from doom 1 and, and 2. doom 3 was i enjoyed doom 3 but not, it was very different it was very like, di- it was it not was, it was not doom in anything other than sort of setting it was a scary it was a scary game it, yeah. it was like it was dead space before dead space and and it was you know, it was a first-person shooter, but it was meant to scare you. And this Doom was like, no, just shoot demons and have fun and punch holes in their heads. And this is more of that. And they're going, Doom Eternal, is it's more of it, and they're going way over the top, like even more. Yeah. Like he now, he's got a, a big sword on his arm where he punches people. Like What, well, and they said it's going to be like twice as many enemies or three times as many enemies. Yeah, and and he's got a grappling hook now, like why not? Why not have a yeah, grappling just, hook? Yeah, screw it. Just put whatever you feel like yeah. into the game. Yeah, that I mean, that I feel like that if that's a game that I want to that I want to get some time into, uh, I'm gonna have to book a day off work, which is something that I have done uh, for Resident Evil Two. Yeah, Resident Evil Two comes out. But actually, by the time you hear this podcast, Resident Evil Two will be out the next day. Oh, nice. and uh, I, I I literally booked that day off because I'm like, when else will I have time to play this game? Uh, Resident Evil 2 is it's a remake to one of my favorite games of all time. I am so excited for it. I don't know if you played it. There is a demo. It's not like, a game I've ever played, no. Not, well, I mean, like the, there is a demo. This is what I meant by have you ever played it. There is a there's a demo that's actually out on the PlayStation Store right now, and it's called the One-Shot Demo. You get to play for 30 minutes, and if you don't beat the demo, you never get to play again. Damn. I finished it with 13 seconds to spare. I actually didn't even think that I beat it. This is the way that it ends. Right. I actually thought that I'd miss the cutoff because it actually there plays a cutscene and then it cuts back to your character and then it fades out. So I thought, oh, I ran out of time. But no, right. that was actually the end. That's of the, just yeah. That was the actually demo, the yeah. end of the demo. Even that, like, I, I remember when I when I first heard about this demo, I was like, oh, I mean, I'm already sold on this game. Like, should I even play it? Yeah, you don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil yeah. it. But the thing is, is it's a remake of of a game that I've played a million times. I know every nook and cranny of the original Resident Evil 2. Right. So it's not like I'm going to be surprised. Yeah, you already know the story and everything. So yeah. I went into it and and it was just a taste. It was a, you know, just a half hour and I just ran around and I was like, "Oh, wow. Like I see what's the same and I see what they've changed and I appreciate what they're doing and and it, oh, I'm so amped up." And I'm going to be doing so. Basically, the next episode when we record it, or if if we record it, I'll be playing Resident <laughs> Evil Two. Uh, it, it, it if, either, if I can drag if, you out if of the you can drag me out long enough to to record the episode, yeah. I might not edit it. Who knows? We'll <laughs> see. But I will be full in, fully hoping that I am in the throng, uh, throng throes of of Resident yeah. Evil ecstasy. Well, well, we'll give you like two minutes next episode just to, you know, prattle yeah. on about it. It'll be them. just you and then I'll be like in the other room shooting things. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get my go at soloing this whole thing. Yeah, so that's an episode to look forward to. Yeah. So I think on that note, we're going to end this episode uh, unless there was anything else that you wanted to do. No, about. no. I mean, like I said, I had one other game, but yeah, it was uh, Division Two. Oh, okay. I, I never played the first one. Apparently, it was a like it was very good. Yeah, and this one hopefully will be better. So yeah, I know there's some people looking for the Division Two. Yeah. I think it'd be a fun game to play because it's it's a multiplayer game. Yeah, the whole point I, is to play with your friends. That's right. Maybe you can get it, Mike. Maybe And we can both play it together. The thing is, though, is I just 
I'm not a big multiplayer guy. Uh, well, it's co-op multiplayer. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's weird. I, 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 have, I have weird things with when it comes to playing with other people. <laughs> but uh, so, I, so I guess on that yeah. note, read that outro. <laughs> on that note, we're gonna, we're gonna. That's gonna do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com, as well as on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and your favorite podcast listening service. If we're not where you like to listen to yet, we are working on it. If you want to get a hold of us, let us know any helpful tips, or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at part-time-nerds, full-time-dads.com, which we will read on this show, or after it, yes. if your email is incredibly long. Stay tuned after the end of the show for that. Or you can reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Chris. And we will talk to you again soon. See you later, everybody. It's still recording, so you'll just yep. clip it at the end. Okay. Feel free to chime in if you like. I, I, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Hey, Dads, firstly, huge fan, long-time listener, first-time contributor, unless you count the Audible for Mike during the last episode, which in case this is my second time contributing. We'll count it. On the same time, swear I'm not weird. Or sorry, on the same topic, not at the same time. I, I, I'm i reading slightly, uh, weirdly. There's like a pop filter in the way. Oh, okay. Um, I've really enjoyed the podcast as a dad myself of a one-year-old boy, Leo, full name, Leopold, my love for Ninja Turtles had nothing to do with the name. It just worked out that way. Uh, I've really enjoyed hearing about you and your experiences as you've entered the world of dadhood, which in turn has made me relive my own experiences as well. Excellent. If you have any nerdy advice, feel free to... Oh, he did write in. (laughs) (laughs) And while I would love to discuss all the things I love about the podcast, and there are a lot, I mean, you are on my workout playlist right next to David Chang's show. I do not know that show. I don't know what it is either. Um, Whatever the new Game Over Greggy podcast is now. I believe it is now called the Kind of Funny Podcast. Uh, That's my Friday listen. Sweating to the Dad's playlist on Spotify needs to happen. Uh, I would like to point out one error in episode 13 surrounding the value of modern comics topic, which used X-Men number one as an example based on the print run of 22 million of, wait, on the print runs of 22, like 22 million of these modern comics. That made sense, right? Yes. Eventually, I got there. This is not entirely true. And yes, I'm aware that this was an exaggeration. (laughs) (laughs) I knew this before and definitely after the verbal assault I retook during the last episode. But within the seedy underground of comic book speculation and comic flipping, it is an important topic. And uh, agree, not all modern comics will be Walking Dead number one, Saga number one. Side note, Saga number one. I almost bought that when it came out. And Laura's like, just buy the trades. Saga number one is worth a lot of money. And I any, have any, any idea like rough. Estimate? Not off the top of my head. Oh, okay. But I know that it's worth more like than thousands. The, well, I don't know, but I know it's worth more than the trade. Okay. That I did purchase in the end. Anyway, totally awesome. Hulk number 22 introduction to weapon H. Do you know about weapon H? No. Well, weapon H is the half Hulk, half Wolverine. Oh, I didn't realize that that would be worth money, but I guess it is. Uh, or edge of spider verse number two, which is the spur first spider Gwen. Spider-Verse, the movie that they just made, I have not, I have not okay. seen either. Um, that is another movie I'd like to see. That and Venom. And even these may have a hard time to reach the value of, say, TMT number one or any of the golden or bronze age first appearances. This does not mean there is no value. You just need to look at the value available differently. This is true. I do have a couple books that are actually worth something, and uh, they are Walking Dead books. They are the first appearances of Michonne and the first appearance of the governor. Oh, I missed out on buying walking dead. Number one. I didn't know that it was, I didn't find out about the book's existence until like issue. Uh, Okay. So you're just, you're just late. I was late to the party. Okay. It's not that I was like, I don't need this. Yeah. Um, Oh geez. I went down too far and I looked up at you. Um, what spurred this email? X-Men number one had a print one of 7.1 million, not 20 plus million. Not a big deal, but tis incorrect. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was a, but it's incorrect. Yeah, noted. But it's, but tis incorrect. <laughs> nice little flourish yeah. on there. 
X-Men number one is worth peanuts. Not entirely true. I mean, a jar of planters peanuts is actually worth more, but bulk peanuts than that. Well, but bulk peanuts than that statement is wrong. As I previously mentioned, issues of X-Men number one, which had multiple covers, by the way, this is true. I do have the Wolverine cover. Oh, there's like a Wolverine cover and a beast cover and a Colossus cover and, and a Magneto cover. And then there's one cover. That's all the covers. Wow. But I don't have that cover. Um, which had multiple covers, by the way, sell in a range of 5 to $15 US online, depending on its condition. This will be important in about two minutes. Okay. So keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. And yes, Chris, to your point, that is a Big Mac combo. But in modern comics, it would be very different to retire off owning one new comic without waiting several years and hoping you got the right books on that random Wednesday in 2010. That one that you picked up, Invincible 75, and not that stack of weird black and white comics called Walking Dead number one, but that's an only a 2,995 difference today. Damn. Yeah. I do have Invincible 75. That's a good book. I feel like you should just, you know, it should be everybody's priority. Just, oh, this is the first of anything. Just buy it. That's what people do. Just that's buy why it. Just for the hell of it. That's why they're worthless. Yeah. Just because everyone just buys well, number clearly. one. clearly... <laughs> Walking Dead is not worthless. Yeah, yeah well, Walking yeah. Dead is a special exception. Yes. So is Saga, but we'll go, you know. Yeah. Uh, similar to how one was able to corner the jewel crafting market during the first expansion of World of Warcraft. Not where I was expecting that to go, but uh, not one piece of ore was prospected or one raw gem was cut without this paladin getting a cut. I swear I'm normal. This can be done with X-Men number one because of its larger print run. So Okay. Um, it's quantity versus quality situation. You can go to a comic book store, buy, for example, 10 books for maybe $10 because they're in the dollar bin. Comic book stores are notorious for being uh, in a small store and having too many books for the place, that, uh, the space that they have. A lot of books in the go in the dreaded 25 cent, 50 cent, $1 bin. This is true. Laura, my wife, used to work at a comic shop and the entire second floor was devoted to dollar comics. Um, and then you sell these 10 books for the low end of the argument, say five bucks each. That's $40 profit. I know what you're thinking McDonald's for a week, but this is the magic that you can take that $40 and reinvest it into say more X-Men number one from another store, basically more volume plus more profit, or you buy an issue of X-Men four also high print run, but happens to be the first appearance of Omega red, which you can sell and refill your funnel with more X-Men number ones buying X-Men number four. And then you start to expand into other books with value with the profits from the other two funnels. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. Economics. I, I do have X-Men number four, I think. I think. Well, then clearly you know what you should be doing with it. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> no, wait. I don't have X-Men number four. I've just read it. That's all. Oh, okay. I've read it because there's, you know, collections. Uh, da, 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 da. This method can, of continuous low-end book flipping feeds a funnel to buy a bigger valued book and then to feed another funnel. So until you just keep the book you want to keep or keep the money, it's how you can retire from modern comics. They all have value. So there you go. That's the way to take your crap comics and turn them into money. Okay. You got it? It's good to know. You got it. The important of X-Men number one, or even Spawn number one more recently, is the default value is low because of the massive print runs. These $1 to $5 comic book stores uh, turn $5 to $20 online books, which continues to grow, but gives you seemingly endless supply of low and basic materials. But like everything, and this is the exception, not the rule. And it's not fast. It's a slow burn, and condition is everything. I don't know why this section is highlighted in red. Maybe for importance. We'll see. More for your own knowledge. This can be even further spiked if you start to get books professionally graded. Did you know that you get professionally graded? I, comic I did know this. I watch a lot of uh, history television shows where they get like the comic books and stuff graded and yeah. books graded. Yeah. Yeah. I have one book. It's actually Laura's book, and she got it graded for the hell of it. Like, they were like, we need to send 10 books, and we only have nine books. And she's like, grade this. I don't care. Yeah. And it's the uh, the issue of Amazing Spider-Man where the Stephen Colbert is on the cover. Oh. So that's, we have that. Oh, that is, okay. And it's graded a 9.8. So does grading cost money? It, I, I forget. I think they, they there's like a, they bulk grade or something. Like, they oh, grade okay. a whole bunch. Okay. I can't remember how it works. But anyway, obviously, the higher your grade. That's the right. Sure, yeah. Um. Do, 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 do. Um, they can increase value significantly as they become more rare. I own the only copy in the world of Teenage Mutant Ninjas Ninja Turtles number 20 in a 9.8 
grade from volume one. The book cost me $10. It cost $50 to get graded. There you go. Oh, okay. $50 right. to get graded. And I sold it last year for 2000 US dollars oh, for someone looking to finish their 9.8 run. Number 20 still sends for 3 to $10 ungraded. There you Jesus. go. There's the difference. Yeah, right. Three to ten dollars ungraded, two thousand dollars as a nine point eight. It's graded. Okay. Um, I'd like to also end this email on one last comment. Shang Chi stalemated Iron Dragon so that his fighting skills are unreal. So since he's a he's just a man, he's a member of the Secret Avengers, and he fought a dragon like a real dragon, maybe. Perhaps like Fing Fang Foom. You don't even know who Fing Fang Foom is. Oh, I don't even know who Chang Chi or Chang Chi. Chang Chi. Chang Chi. Not Chang Chi. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, like a real dragon and live to see the next day. There's a Then there's a link to a comic book resources article. Shang Chi, 20 facts Marvel fans don't know about the master of Kung Fu. Uh, basically, he's better than Hawkeye. I'll, I'll agree. A lot of things are better than Hawkeye. Sure. A lot of my, things. My wife calls Hawkeye gay Cupid. So. Gay Cupid? <laughs> yes, I don't know why. <laughs> okay. She's not a Hawkeye fan. Okay. Let me put that out there. Okay. Uh, I apologize for the delay. I did get distracted at work for the past week. Mike can confirm that media, works in media where I used to work, yeah. uh, has an ebb and flow of workload that rivals sweatshops to a beach vacation. That is true. That is true. Sometimes you are very busy. Sometimes you are not busy at all. Yeah. Uh, also, I did note that he sent this from his work email. So he must be in one of <laughs> it's his... It's a beach vacation It's a one, beach yeah. vacation mode. So there you are. There's your letter, Nikolai, and all of our, our one-upping on that. I don't know how much longer this made this episode, but... Uh, uh, substantially. <laughs> <laughs> but well worth it. it we, we do enjoy these long yes, letters. I mean, definitely. It's, it's kind of cool, yeah. It, it's just hard to, you know, cram it into the rest of the show without... Yeah, well, we'll just keep doing it at the end. Yeah. You if, if, if you send in a letter this long... You will read it at the end. But if you send in a shorter yes. letter, we'll read it on the show. So there you go. I, I, this is your computer, so I don't know how to turn off the recording. <laughs> here, here you, go. Right. you can figure it out. <laughs>